0: Hello and welcome to Lighting the Shadows, a podcast all about mental health. I'm your host, Kristen Lawerson, and today I wanted to talk a little bit more about the topic of miscarriage, which I addressed in my last episode, but I want to focus today on my sweet mom's experience around loss with her permission, my perception of watching her struggle through it as a child, and how I perceive things now. I do this by sharing a letter I wrote to my mom this past week and a song I wrote for her about loss after my sister passed away. This episode brings up the topic of mom guilt, which I feel most of us moms experience at one time or another in our lives. And it takes a glimpse into how our imperfections and challenges can become strengths to us and our families in the end, even if they are extremely difficult and feel impossible in the moment. I'm so grateful to my incredible mother for letting me share a piece of her story and for being the amazing woman she is. I hope you feel inspired today to embrace your imperfections and give yourself grace. Hey guys, so just a heads up on this episode, it's a pretty heavy one. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about some really hard things today. Grief, loss, guilt, shame, and the reality of mental illness. But what I hope to accomplish through this episode is to help people feel that even though sadness and grief can be extremely uncomfortable and confusing, Feeling those emotions and processing loss is so healthy and good. I've received lots of messages from family and friends this past week about their experience with miscarriage, and it seriously breaks my heart how many families have to go through this. Having this conversation with people has helped me realize that because it's not talked about, People often feel like they shouldn't grieve or feel so sad because it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it is a big deal. It's a hard thing and it's okay to be sad. I love the movie Inside Out and I've thought a lot about the character's sadness and joy when I was preparing for this episode. I feel like We want to feel joy all the time. I know I do. Joy feels so good. It feels so right. And we want to share joy with others. But like the movie portrays, there is a place for sadness too. Without sadness, we wouldn't be able to empathize with other people. Without sadness, we wouldn't be able to feel gratitude for the joy or really understand true joy. But like in the movie Inside Out, we don't want to remain in sadness all the time, right? It's it's uncomfortable. It's it's often a hard emotion to feel and Joy generally runs the show, but it's not healthy to fake joy all the time when we're feeling sad. And when we go through trauma or something difficult, it can feel like our world is crashing and falling apart. So naturally, we're going to experience emotions like fear or anger or sadness when that happens. I And I personally don't love the phrase, I hear this all the time, and I don't love the phrase, fake it till you make it. I've had times in my life where I faked so hard and I never made it. I just felt like I was wearing a mask that wasn't really me and I felt like I couldn't be loved or accepted in what I was really experiencing. So instead of fake it till you make it, I like the phrase, feel what's real. Let yourself feel what is in your reality. Because when you give yourself permission to feel all of the emotions and express them, they don't seem as scary or controlling anymore. It's the shame around feeling those feelings that can take over. It's the fear that something is wrong with us because we're not feeling joy all the time that can be consuming. All of our feelings are okay. We have them for a reason. Sometimes joy needs to take a back seat for a minute and let sadness show up. And sometimes expressing that sadness to someone who understands yields connection. Sadness feels heard and understood. We can process the change that's occurred in our lives or the trauma that we've experienced. And then afterwards, when we feel grounded again, we can give the wheel back to joy. Can you tell I love the movie Inside Out? (laughs) So in my last episode, I shared a letter that I wrote to the baby I lost my lost little love, so I wanted to couple it with this episode where I share a letter I wrote to my mom. I hope this letter can portray the goodness that comes from allowing others, even our children, especially our children, to see the times when we're sad, when we grieve, and when we feel pain, and to show them how we overcome those challenges with time and giving ourselves permission to feel. I watched you. A letter to my mother, January 31st, 2021. Dear mother, I watched you. I watched you with eyes of adoration. You were the most beautiful person in the world to me. And at eight years of age, all I wanted to do was to grow up to become like you to look like you. Your eyes radiated love, your smile and laugh infectious, to be graceful like you, kind to every soul, and full of never-failing faith, like you. I watched you. I watched as you took the stage, your fiddle transforming from a mere lovely carved slab of wood to something with soul, pure magic, You shone, performing with your entire body, your whole heart. I stood up with the crowd, clapping as loud as my small hands could, smiling ear to ear. That's my mom, I wanted to shout to the world. I watched you when you announced with pride and joy the life, the tiny heartbeat, the apparent promise of another baby to hold, another baby to bless with your unconditional love. And at 12 years old, I watched you, when grief, the sleepless nights, the pain of lost promises, overcame you. There would be no baby, you said. And I watched you as your heart broke, and overwhelming sadness replaced what my young heart perceived as a never-failing, never-ceasing joy you seemed to always radiate. There was a season, sweet mother, dear mother, through my child eyes, that as I watched you struggle, you who were perfect in my eyes, you whose strength had never before wavered, that I feared. I feared I would lose you. I feared the change in you might be permanent, that perhaps you would be taken from me forever. My young heart, my young mind, confused and bewildered, at my initial introduction to grief. But then I watched you. I watched you heal. I watched you grow, blooming into an even more compassionate, grateful, beautiful, and strong woman. And I learned of change. I saw that perhaps there is purpose in the pain, purpose in those dark shadows that at times can overwhelm us, overtake us, and consume us. I watched you And you taught me. You showed me what it meant to grieve, what sadness looked like, that no one is immune from heartache. I watched as you continued to be the beacon of strength, love, and light I always admired, only stronger, even brighter than before. Years passed and I had my own child, my own daughter. Now we shared the title, Mother. And I began to understand the joy, the fear, the pressure, the goodness, the overwhelm, the hard that the mother title brings. And shortly after, sweet mother, grief entered into our lives yet again. On that dark autumn day when you lost daughter and I lost sister, we grieved together and I watched with new mother eyes as you cried, you processed, you leaned on the help of others, you clung to faith. And again, I wondered if there were life lessons to learn from the pain, from the hard, from the heartbreak. Then it was my own turn as mother to watch how my struggles, my faults, and my mistakes directly influenced my daughter. The fear and inadequacy felt paralyzing. I can't do this, I shouted to the skies. My tiny daughter is perfect, and my blaring imperfections are hurting her. I'm not enough. Anyone else would do a better job raising her than me. And she watched me. She watched me when I lost my own babies. She comforted me and cried with me each time. After the first loss, when she was just two years old, she was the first to hug me. Her tiny voice spoke peace to my heart. It's okay, Mommy. It's gonna be okay. But at the same time, I battled with guilt and shame. I should be strong for her. I should be the one comforting her, not the other way around. I don't want to make her cry. I have to be strong. When she was three and I was suffering a battle with demons, screaming their lies so loudly in my mind and attacking my very identity, she cried out with fear in her voice, Don't leave me, Mommy. Don't you ever leave me. Oh, how could I ever forgive myself for causing these feelings of fear inside of her? She kept watching, and knowing so created the most consuming feelings of guilt I'd ever known. Why does what I'm going through have to affect her? I was drowning, and in doing so, I felt like I was drowning her too. But then, the miracles occurred. My wise uncle told me words that will forever ring through my mind, piercing my soul with truth, burying those demonic lies that were once so crippling. Kristen, what if what you're going through now is exactly what you need to experience to become the mother your children need you to be? I pondered that notion. It stuck to me like superglue, providing a beacon of light in the enormous shadows of fear, heartbreak, guilt, and shame. And then I thought of you, sweet mother. I thought of the lessons you have taught me, through your talents and goodness and love most definitely, but also through your pain, grief, sadness, anger, and fear. You were there for me. When I lost my babies, you were there. You cried with me and I with you. We knew each other's pain, and because of you, I didn't feel alone. You showed me the strength that can come through faith, through endurance, through experience, and through weakness. Because if you are truly perfect... How could you understand my imperfections? How could you comfort me in my own pain? How could you cry with me? And if I were perfect, if I didn't have my own battles to fight, how could I feel empathy for my own daughter? How could I show her that it's okay to cry, that it's okay to feel all the emotions, not just the happy ones? Now I watch. I watch my daughter learn and grow. I watch her fumble. I watch her become. I see myself in her. I see you in her sometimes. She is influenced by us, a bit of each mother figure, passed down through generations. But she is also beautifully and perfectly unique, meant to live her own life story just as I am mine and you are yours. I am grateful, dear mother, that I have you to watch. I'm grateful for the gifts you have given and continue to bless me with through your strengths and your weaknesses, your joys and your pain. And I pray as I watch my daughter and she watches me, I can pass on those gifts to her. Similar, but also divinely unique to what she needs, what I need, what we need to grow, become, feel, fall, and rise back up again. To live. I watch you, Mother, in your perfect imperfections, in your growth and becoming, knowing I too will grow. I too will continue to become exactly who I am meant to be, to influence my daughter through my successes and mistakes, my happiness and pain, to become exactly who she is meant to be. Thank you, Mother, for giving me the gift of life through the grace of God and teaching me about life through the gift of yours. With all the love in my heart, your daughter. Okay, I want to talk a little more about mom guilt. Because I know that most moms feel this at one time or another, especially if they struggle with perfectionism like myself. For some reason, we feel like if our kids see us fumble, mess up, show fear, cry our eyes out, or show a little anger, we are going to completely mess them up. At least I know that's how I felt with my kids. But those feelings of guilt, especially when you're already in a place of depression or anxiety, can be so crippling and make it that much more difficult to heal and find compassion for yourself. When I was in the midst of my battles, like I addressed in my letter, I was hyper-aware of how they were affecting my daughter. Every time she threw a tantrum, or woke up from a nightmare, or got in a spat with a friend, I would immediately start blaming myself. I'd tell myself it was because she didn't feel loved enough, or I wasn't good enough example of kindness to her. And the list of not enoughs as a mom went on and on, and I blame myself for practically everything. And looking back, the honest truth is I know she sensed my anxiety, and I do believe that my depression was affecting her, and that was so freaking hard. But to get to a place where I could feel like myself again, where I could feel joy again, I had to have compassion for myself and give in to faith in the bigger picture, A family member told me during this time that everything is temporary, and I had been told time after time that kids are resilient, but I was so convinced that my darkness would last forever and destroy everything that I really didn't believe those things. But now I want to be clear that I know that what they were telling me was true due to the gift of hindsight. My daughter was just a toddler, and I was putting way too much pressure on myself that was spilling onto her. Tantrums and acting out and sleepless nights often come with the toddler age. It was temporary. And although I do believe it affected her, just like it affected me as a child when I saw my mom go through grief, I feel like now I'm on the other side. We are both better off for it. I understand myself better, and she has grown into a more compassionate and mature, incredible little girl. What I needed at that time was to focus on myself my emotions, my experience, and try and process the trauma of my sister's death and the miscarriage and moving away from family and friends. I needed to allow myself to feel and to be okay with my daughter watching me feel. A friend I really look up to posted something on her Facebook page a year or two ago that has stuck with me since. She said that she doesn't like the idea that My children need a happy mom, so I need to focus on myself and making myself happy. She said that instead, children need a mom that is all the emotions. Happy, sad, angry, frustrated, disappointed, excited, silly. The list goes on and on. Yes, we can and should react to those emotions in healthy ways. No, we won't always react to those emotions in healthy ways because we're imperfect people. But that is when we can own up to our immature reaction and apologize to those we love who witnessed our unfortunate tantrum or embarrassing display of rage. And in doing so, we show the people we love that it is okay to make mistakes, that genuine apologies can fix things, that it's okay to be imperfect And we are meant to learn and grow and teach from the silly or dumb things we do because of those big emotions that we all feel. So I hope you feel encouraged to feel. Let all those emotions become a beautiful part of your beautiful life. If we were all joy all the time, life would be boring. Embrace the emotions we've all been gifted with and learn through trial and error and time healthy ways to express them. And in doing so, you will gift those you love, especially your children, with the knowledge that they are loved in all of their emotions and experiences, as difficult or confusing as they might become. To end this episode, I wanted to bring it back to the complicated experience of grief and loss. After my sister died, I wrote a song to my mom about her miscarriage and losing her daughter, my sister. I sing about the pain, and I sing about the hope I have through the faith I practice that brings me peace I hope that this song can portray a bit of what I've addressed in this episode I hope that if you're feeling grief you can know that you're not alone and that you can honor your heart and let yourself feel this song is called always a mother
1: Thank okay. Right sure.
0: If I could leave you with a takeaway from this episode, it would be that the hard emotions that you experience are real and need to be honored and felt, but they are also temporary. It's helped me to have faith in the bigger picture, to have faith that all things will work together for my good. And again, echoing the mantra of my last episode, in the end, all is well. All meaning every hard thing, every painful experience, even the loss, the grief, even mental or physical illnesses. Because of the bigger picture, because of love, all is well. Thank you for joining me on Lighting the Shadows. I hope you felt inspired to keep shining your light and be the unique person that you are. A person worth love, peace, joy, and life. I hope today's material has been helpful for you in some way. If you have any questions or comments, or if you would like to be a guest speaker, you can contact me through my website, lightingtheshadows.org. Have a wonderful week.